someone's asking about the Mr. Irrelevant. And what I've got my sights set on is Mr. Irrelevant. When I first got it, you're thinking, man, Mr. Irrelevant. Man, I don't want to be that guy. It's your boy, Padre, over here. No longer in the cube, far from the cube. The cube may as well be melted. I'm not even in New York City anymore, my my beloved former hometown. But that doesn't mean that I can't talk some niffle NFL football with my good friend E Nam, who is still in New York. Is that true, uh, E Nam? Yes, sir. It's your boy, the young prodigal son returneth. I'm back here, uh, still in Brooklyn. All right, that's great. Still in Brooklyn, home of studio of Brooklyn Rebound Studio A, famously. F- famously, it's all podcast. Quite so famously, yes. Where the real heads know. That's not where you're coming in from tonight, though. You're in a different Brooklyn location. Uh, yeah, I'm in a secret, secret uh, location, Studio um, C for Cat. That's right. And I, even I don't know where that location really is, other than the the secret name there. It's a dead-ass secret, except it's in Bushwick. Oh, well, you've given me some clues. Well, I'm still pretty far from that. You're saying y- Young Prodigal Son, that's uh, that's your name today? Yeah, seems right. Seems good. Well, this is basically like the Prodigal podcast returning, because uh, we have not, well, the two of us together haven't been on the mic for quite a while, let alone doing a Mr. Zarelevant NFL <laughs> podcast talk. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a hot minute. Uh, last couple of seasons for the NFL, myself, Padre, you, Young, name of the week, and our boy Cheesehead Marv of you know of the uh, the Bronx Packers backing association fame, we would uh, get together damn near every week and just go over all the NFL games, a little bit of the X's and O's, uh, serious stuff, but at the same time it was really just lighthearted banter. Am I am I wrong? Uh, it was a little more serious than you're making it sound. I mean, we had numbers. I was staring at footballoutsiders.com the whole time. So yeah, it was more serious. Well, young prodigal, <laughs> I am trying to be, hum- I'm trying to put on a new humble face in like 2018. So that's, that's fair. That's fair. That's where I was coming from, even though it's true. It was probably the most, you know, for the past three seasons or was it two or three, I can't remember now, but it's probably the most in-depth uh, NFL coverage available online, really. Certainly the hardest-hitting football journalism out there. Yeah, even if you look up last year, like we're on week seven here this this season. If you look up week seven, 2017, what we talked about, you could probably even gain insights from that that anyone could listen to that and use that even this season, I think, probably. Relevant today and for all time. Yeah, exactly. Now, I did mention it is week seven now. About a third of the way into the season, uh, the regular season, that's where that's where I decided to pick things up this year. I got to point the finger back at myself. I, I guess I dropped the ball on this one, E-Nam. You know, I'm, I'm, we're coming in a, a few weeks, a few dollars short, a few podcast hosts short, and a few days or months late. Is there any excuse for me here? No, no, no. You know, it's all right. Uh, you can only do well, – one man can only do so much. Uh, I personally – have just been, you know, getting ready, getting into playing shape in the best shape of my career. 
You won't believe how good he looks after the offseason. I've shaved time off my 40. I'm here with a blind cat staring right at me and a cat with one eye staring out the window. I'm good to go, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Is that Xander? We are ready. Is that your cat's name, Xander? Yeah, Xander's the Xander's uh the Xander eye. got the eye and Willow is the one looking at me like uh like she is death coming for me. Like a witch, that would be fitting. So Edeshnam, it sounds like you're kind of pulling the Le'Veon Bell so far. I guess not to the full extent since you did show up today, but kind of use that prototype for the twenty eighteen season. Precisely. I was holding out. Uh, you know, I don't wanna I'm playing on a you know, franchise tag here and I don't wanna injure myself before my next contract. Yeah, you know, you know, other, other podcasts might be looking at me. I want to pull the Earl Thomas scenario. Absolutely not. I'm not breaking my leg for you, Padre. No. And if you do, will you um, give me the finger on, you know, when you're getting carted off? You can be certain of that, my friend. Uh, well, it's a good thing we're not in the same physical studio right now. Because just for the listener at home, we can't actually even see each other right now. So if it does come to that, I think we'll have to use real profanity, use our words. But I don't think it's going to come to that because there's just too much going on to have disagreements right now. Uh, we got to cover what, you know, some of what happened so far when we've been off this season. I even want to talk about week seven specifically a little bit, because there's some pretty interesting matchups, a uh, young prodigal son or prodigal son. I'm sorry. But before we get to that, I mean, let's just shoot the shit a little bit. Let's catch up. I mean, NBA season started this week. I mean, one of our most recent podcasts, which is a while ago at this point was, the Oscar wrap-up, I mean, there's could be movies you might have seen recently. Tell me some things. Yeah, yeah. We got a little uh, we got a little international break in uh, the Europe soccer league, so I've got mm-hmm. some time to watch some, uh, you know, midweek basketball. Uh, the Celtics are looking hot. The Sixers are looking like now's not maybe the year. Kawhi looks good as shit on the Raptors. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that game yesterday. I was playing my Cavaliers. And I should say, it's only been one game for all these teams so far as of this recording. So take that with a grain of salt. On it. But uh, you like you you think uh, the Sixers might not be doing it this year? No, I don't think I don't think they're ready. I don't think they're deep enough. Uh, I can say one game is plenty of time to uh, throw my full weight behind Giannis Antetokounmpo for MVP. Really? Who did they? I don't even see who the Bucks played uh, yesterday. I guess it was who. Who were they matched up with? I'm gonna level with you. I did not see that game. Uh, I'm just, I'm just here, ready, ready to say that name over and over again. All right. So you just found out how to say it completely, right? Is that what's going on, or are you just a, a fan of Greek freak trying to evangelize for him? Yeah, you know, uh, as they say on uh, online, uh, we stand a legend. He's, uh, yeah. I, I'm in on, I'm in on, on him early, and I'm in on him often. I don't like okay. the way that sounded. It didn't sound great, but. What about his brother? I think his brother's in the league this year. I saw he got drafted. I'm, I'm blanking on which team. Do you think there's any, um, you think it's just a one-hit wonder fit onto Takumbo family-wise? or I'm going to go with a no because I don't know that man's name. So It's something Greek, I'll tell you that. It's a very Greek name. Is first it name. Costas or Thanasis? Because those uh, are the names that coming up. One. Well, now I have to look it up, but... Uh, but yeah, I don't know if it's going to be a Seth Curry situation or even worse than that, or in between. I don't know. Uh, oh, okay. Costas was uh, Costas Anacumpo was the last player taken in this year's draft. He's, oh, oh, he was Mister Irrelevant, huh? Wow, Mister Irrelevant. Same in the NBA. I don't know if it's really because only two rounds. I don't. It doesn't really have the same effect. That I mean, we can just say it is. Yeah. Now this is Mister Irrelevant podcast, so 
we should say it is. What about you? You're uh, are you ostensibly a Mavericks fan or? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I couldn't be happier with Luka Doncic and the entire city of Atlanta. I'm uh, I'm here, man. <laughs> wow, some shade towards Atlanta for their probable mistake. Uh, uh, that, that wasn't shade. That was sincere gratitude, and I want the entire city of Atlanta, of Atlanta, particularly Young Jeezy and Ti Clifford Harris, uh, to know that I uh, I really appreciate you. Okay, what about like Donald Glover? Isn't he from New York? No, he is from Atlanta. Famously. Well, his show is called Atlanta, and it's all about Atlanta, so I figured he was from there, but I guess I don't, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, you know, I uh, I appreciate what uh, he and his city have done for me so much that I'm going to watch that show. Oh, yeah. Well, you sound sincere this whole time. Now, is it Don Chich? Because me and, so Inam and I have been having a little NBA talks, you know, my Podnam of Podboy's fame here. I'm saying of people of fame a lot today. I don't like that direction, but listen, we are of fame. You yeah, that, okay. deal with it. I'm, again, I'm trying to be humble in 2018, so that's just not coming off the right way. But uh, Podnam, he and I have been having some conversations. We were we were struggling on the pronunciation there. He basically always struggles to pronounce almost anything, but we couldn't really come to it. Is, is it Luka Doncic? Is that exactly how you say it? I think his last name is pronounced Doncic. But uh, I'm not going to do that over and over again for the rest okay. of my life. But the American eyes version would be Don, like the Don, kiss the ring, and then Cheech, like Chich or Cheech. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of people have been saying Luka Doncic or Luka Doncic because uh, it oh. rolls off the tongue better. But I think that's incorrect. Oh, you know, we're going to figure it out. Like We've got time him? with him. People call Dirk Nowitzki Dirk Nowitzki for a while. People just call him Dirk a lot anyway. I think people are just going to call Luka that his first name probably. That makes sense. Did they get a victory yesterday? Haven't really been falling. Let me. I don't know if they did or not. I I do know they played yesterday. I saw like a highlight or two of Luca. I think he was playing against one of the other touted rookies. Now that I think about it, so I should probably remember. But Milwaukee beat Charlotte uh, 113 to 112. I can tell you that. I can tell you that right now. The Hornets will continue to like lose games, but close games. That's what they did all last season. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Dallas lost to Phoenix pretty pretty badly. Uh, oh. So that's right. It was DeAndre Ayton that he, the number one pick that he played against. So. Yeah. Ayton and Booker might be a real thing. I did see some highlights in that game. Now that I'm thinking about it, Daddy drinks a lot. <laughs> Do you, you don't uh, you don't let Xander and Willow uh, join you with that, right? You don't let them. Well, they're too young, and and to be fair, Willow's blind. Okay, so you're not a uh, yeah. Blind people should never drink. Good point. Uh, That's fair. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're being a good father in that regard, at least. So not negligent. I do kind of want to go watch highlights of that game because that sounds like a pretty good game. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's my enthusiasm for the NBA is pretty low right now. Even though I was kind of excited. Oh, you don't say. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's I guess it's kind of weird when the league has just been, you know taken over by one particular team that you know is going to win every year. That's annoying. It doesn't make sense that I would be losing, you know, interest, but that's just, I don't know, I'm just weird, I guess. But you mentioned soccer before, you know, so is NBA below, NBA is below Premier League for you at this point? I'm going to level with you, actually. The NBA is my number one sport. I have been having a ton of fun with soccer the last couple years. Mm. Um, I've gotten pretty into, uh, pretty into the Tottenham Hotspur. That's what I'm doing. Right. Soccer's really fun to watch. Soccer's a lot more fun to watch than football a lot of the time, especially, uh, I guess we can we can pivot a little, especially during these first couple weeks of the NFL season where just like no one really remembers how to play football and teams don't really remember who's on their team. Yeah. 
I guess we should probably, I mean, I did want to talk about the league, but before we get into it, even though that was a skillful transition, certainly, uh, Eric, that's what I do to check in down the line before we get off NBA. What other than Greek freak and Doncic, who's a player you're looking out for this season that you're, you're interested in. Give me two, one, one from a, you want to see them play perspective. Like you, you think their game's going to be great. And then one player from a meme perspective or just who's going to, who, who are you going to get the most mileage out of laughing at this year or with, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Uh, players I'm excited to watch. I'm all in on DeMar DeRozan on the Spurs. I think like it's the Spursiest thing ever to look at a league that's uh, entirely pace and space. It's four round one all over. We're playing small ball centers. Everyone in everyone on the entire team can shoot threes, and every team in the league is mimicking that Warriors rotation. And for them to just go get like one of the league's top, I don't know, three mid range shooters, like that's specifically perfect for the Spurs. I think people are kind of underselling what they got back. I mean, granted, Kawhi Leonard is maybe the fourth best player in the league when he's healthy. People are a little bit underrating what they got back in that trade. I, I've always been a big fan of DeMar DeRozan, uh, okay. and they're going to make that work. You think it's his game is, is suited to what the Spurs have now? like that Because he can only really do that mid-range stuff for the most part. Yeah, I mean, the Rockets went cold from three in game six and seven last season against the Warriors, and they lost because they did not have that mid-range jumper that was wide open because everyone knows that you're only going to be shooting threes. Yeah, but I guess a team could decimate you with like uh for the Cavs against the Raptors for example sometimes they would just decimate the Raptors with threes and DeRozan obviously didn't have the answer so what do you think about them playing Golden State this year theoretically oh I mean the Spurs are not going to beat the Warriors I just no. it's a it's an interesting inefficiency to uh grab onto that's true and Kawhi himself looked pretty weird in the Raptors uniform yesterday I haven't even seen what DeRozan looks like in the Spurs. He looked a lot weirder in the Raptors uniform than DeRozan looked in a Spurs uniform. I will say that. It was more jarring. Yeah. All right. That's a good pick, though. DeMar from that's who you're interested in seeing. And, I mean, the Spurs are kind of interesting because it seems like they'll be not great this year. But, then again, they'll probably just be decent, at least just because they're the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they always are, right? Yeah. And then who is yours? When I cut in there, who are you about to go to next? Oh, I I don't like watching. I do like watching the Warriors because they play beautiful basketball and they're always very good. Uh, I don't like what a given it is that they're going to win 60 games a year and all, almost certainly win their fourth title in five years. But I'm really excited to see what Boogie Cousins brings to that team. Uh, I've always been a bigger fan of Boogie than like a lot of people are. I think I mean, his game is unimpeachable. It's just like the kind of person he is that people understandably are out on. So this is your meme pick, your comedy pick, or or you're actually interested in seeing it as on the court. Oh, no. My, my meme pick is the entire New York Knicks roster. Uh, <laughs> okay. I live here in the city, so there's a – well, I live in Brooklyn, to be fair. Yeah, that's Nets territory. There's a lot of people going to be talking about the Knicks all season long, and God bless them. Knicks fans always find a silver lining. I think that their team is going to be, like, genuinely bad once again. I'm not as big a believer in Chris Sapsporzing, excuse me, Knicks take pierogies as a lot of people up here are. And is he, what is he even playing, by the way? Do you know anything about that? Uh, I don't know when he's coming back, but thank God they got Kevin Knox, who looks like he genuinely hasn't touched a basketball since he was drafted. <laughs> that was their pick this year? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did win yesterday. I saw that. They played they probably the worst team in the league, though, so. Yeah, well. The Hawks, so. <laughs> Speaking of Trey Young. Uh, yeah, back I to Atlanta. See... Oh, I... Well, I didn't even mean to do that. 
it's all it's all coming full circle. I do want to see what Trey Young can do since you know Atlanta gift wrapped Luka Doncic to the Mavericks for him. It's interesting these teams that think that they're going to be the next Warriors, like their first move is to find the next Stephen Curry, who again is a once in a generation talent. Yeah. Uh, so what are we really doing here, guys? Also, most time, and not even just in NBA, but in most sports leagues, like after a couple of years of one team dominating or like a certain style of play dominating, it always like goes a different direction too. So who knows? Even Spurs might even be on top of like a new thing that's going to happen that goes away from the, I don't know, the three and D or whatever it is, the pace and space and all that. But precisely, that's exactly what I was talking about with the, of course, it would be the Spurs to just like look at the state of the league and notice that like, Oh, people aren't really uh aren't really big on mid range on like seventeen point foot two pointers, and of course it would be them to turn that around and find the Warriors' Achilles heel next season. Say, yeah, but unlike the Spurs here, we finally did get rid of all their old veterans, the old New England Patriots who people compare uh, say is kind of like the Spurs of the NFL a little bit. They're still rolling with Tom Brady, forty one years old this season. See now I'm bad transition us back over to the NFL. It's perfect. It's perfect. Young transition up here. Yeah, they got off to a little bit of a rocky start, which happens a lot re- in recent years for them. But now they seem to have righted the ship again already. I don't know why I necessarily need to start with the Pets here other than just for the for a young transition. But I guess back to you, how much have you been following the league this year through six weeks? I have not done the thing that I used to do when I was younger and single, where I sit down and watch every, like almost every game every week on the on the league pass situation, as it were. What's it called? NFL Rewind? Oh, yeah, like, you can go back and watch all the games. I did that for a while when I thought that I was going to genuinely be like a like actual sports journalist or something. I've not been doing that this year. I'm going to love with you. I've been to brunch a lot. I'm, I'm subsisting on highlights. I'm in the EPL now, which is interesting. Uh, it's basketball season already, so... So you're telling me you haven't been drawing out these X's and O's like normal? I'm not really drawing out the X's and O's. I think the league is a real bummer. Football's always bad for the first four weeks of the season, at least lately. No teams are good. I think that criticism is kind of borne out by the fact that, like, not one defense has been consistently, like, stunning two weeks in a row. The Minnesota Vikings, who made their entire name on their defense for the last three years, have given up a ton of points. The Jacksonville Jaguars were just beat to sh- Excuse me, oh, Jaguars. God. Yeah. Well, that, what you first initially said just there was even maybe your worst crack at it ever. It wasn't even... You said Jaguars, I feel like, just now. Yeah, yeah. I goofed. I goofed. I thought you were doing that purposely just because for any uh, non-historical listeners of the show, I tend to get outraged by some of your pronunciations, especially when it comes to the Jaguars. So I thought you were just uh, finding new ways to get, get even weirder with, uh, sayings in there. Yeah, well, like I said, I've been watching a lot of EPL, and I, uh, you know, as the British do, That's British. So, so do I, Jaguars. All right, what, what was your point about them? I, I mean, they gave up, like, 80 points in two weeks. Their entire claim to fame was their defense. If they're going to give up 80 points in two weeks, if they're gonna, and if that kind of performance is going to continue from their defense, from trash-talking Jalen Ramsey, who, for the record, I love, I like a trash talker. I, I want my players to have personality if I'm going to invest my time in, like, watching them play. Uh, so that's not the criticism that I'm leveling, but, like, he got absolutely embarrassed by Tyreek Hill by a, a kick return, a Pro Bowl kick returner yeah. Tyreek Hill, and uh, then the Cowboys. Listen, Cowboys are like not a good team, and we're not going anywhere this season. Also, for not for people who haven't listened before, you're a Cowboys fan. I guess you, like the Mavs, you're into the uh, from where you're from. It's a, a little bit of Dallas sports territory, at least, even though it's not Texas. Yeah, yeah, but, I'm from Arkansas. It's hard to be humble. 
I was looking at the record just now. I'm kind of surprised that the Cowboys are three and three right now. That's a better record than I feel like they should have based on well, yeah. I mean, we have the league's worst wide receiver core. Uh, it helps to have Cole Beasley back. Oh, there's an update on that, by the way. I think he was on the IR anyway, but looking at the uh, the Reddit stories right now on NFL Reddit, it's telling me that Terrence Williams has been suspended for the next three weeks of the season. For taking Molly in Mexico with his girlfriend? Because that happens to Cowboys players. Uh, I think it was some something DUI-related. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's fine. IR anyway, so he can't play anyway, but they're still suspending him. That's fine. We're going to send uh, some undrafted rookie who is just as fast and agile and quick and has just as good hands as Terrence goddamn Williams to run his routes. And we're going to throw to him just as often as we've thrown to Terrence Williams. And that's not going to affect the Cowboys offense. Terrence Williams okay. is bad. Yeah. So I, I'm like, who have the Cowboys beat? They beat the Giants. I remember that. Yeah. Well, I the guess Giants they beat terrible. the Jags last week. Yeah. Wait, so the Jags beat? might not be good. Yeah. Um, who did we but beat? There is a third team, apparently. It says three and three. This week, you have the uh, bullet skins in Washington. Yeah, that's a loss. Mark that down. All right, so you're not behind them this week. I can't figure out this bullet skins team at all. I mean, I thought they would lose last week to the Panthers. Like they're, uh, yeah. they're like the team this year I can't figure out yet. Yeah, I'm equally confused by the bullet skins. I think a lot of people are going to give up a lot of points to the old... Oh, we beat the Lions. I think a lot oh, of people yeah. are going to give up a lot of points to the Saints. Drew Brees is, you know, a generational talent at, at the end of his career. Just yeah. Absolutely throwing bombs all over the goddamn field. And, and did, yeah, did you see it was in that Skins game that he got the record and it was like on a, like a long touchdown, too. Yeah, I saw that happen. I was actually in the airport coming back from a wedding uh, in D.C. Uh, and I was about the only one oh, no. in the uh, in the terminal that was happy for Drew Brees at that moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, makes sense. I mean, uh, it seemed like the the Washington players just like part of the way for and didn't even try in that play and just get it right here. Like, I do want to point out that they flagged the Saints for excessive celebration uh, for for that four minute stoppage of play where he wouldn't get to talk to his family, even though that was clearly dictated by the NFL. Like they gave him like a, a piece of paper that said like something on it or whatever. Like they clearly stopped. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, they absolutely kicked off from the 20 uh, instead of the 35 on the, on the ensuing kickoff. So uh, everything's right there. Uh, I guess by the letter of the law, I mean, yeah, it's a little ridiculous. In the games you watch this year, what do you think about the refs in general? I mean, NFL refs are never any good, is the thing. Especially if it's your team, like you're always going to be dissatisfied with the ref's performance. Mm -hmm. The new rule is absolute ass, and uh, there's no way the defenders can, the pass rushers anyway can feasibly hit a quarterback where it could not be called. Basically, yeah, it seems like. You have to basically, like, grab them and, like, put them down on your lap, kind of. <laughs> like, that's, like, the only way you can bring them down. Yeah. If you, if you, if you pull them down, like, any other way, like, it is, like, roughing the passer or whatever. Yeah, and I mean, you'll not catch me defending or supporting the Packers at any moment. But like, it's absolute horseshit. That Clay Matthews got called three weeks in a row, was it? Oh, for that yeah. fucking for the same fucking thing. Like, what more could he do? Yeah, it was like a textbook sack. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous bullshit. I mean, my Browns have gotten screwed over multiple times already this season by the ref. Last game, there was a clear false start, and then Phil Rivers threw a touchdown against them. The official was standing behind the guy in the Chargers that false started the guard, the tackle, or the guard, or whatever, or the left tackle. It was the most obvious false start you've ever seen, and they just nothing touchdown. They don't call it, so nothing you can do. Yeah, that was annoying. Uh, how do you feel about your two, three, and one Cleveland Browns? Well, uh, their win total from the last two years. 
yes, we're doing much better than even though I the the game last week was the only blowout so far this year. All the other games were close and easily could have won all the other games. Only well, and the Chargers are actually really good this year. Well, that's what that's what I guess I couldn't tell because um. They have two losses to the Rams and Chiefs, who everyone thinks are the two best teams. They have, they seem like the two best teams so far. Yeah, and then all the other teams they beat were really bad teams. So, but it does seem like they might actually really be good. And they're playing in London this week against Tennessee. Who who can figure them out either? But. Yeah, well, uh, I'll I'll definitely be watching uh, that shit show. Anyway, back to uh, talk to me about Baker Mayfield. Well, I'm pretty excited about him, even though I had a, he didn't have a good performance last week. He did kind of hurt himself a little bit, tweak his ankle or something on the sideline. So dancing looked like he was comfortable after that, and that was early in the game. But overall, yeah, he had a rookie game last week. I mean, he came in our first win in, in whatever, in t- 10 years or whatever, was against the Jets on Thursday night. Tyrod started, got concussed, was playing bad. I assume you watched this game. Is that, is that correct? Uh, uh, yeah, as, as I do all Cleveland Browns games. Yeah, so you saw that Baker came in and kind of, and basically had the comeback victory there. And that was pretty exciting. Some of the throws he was making in that game in particular were throws I've not seen any other Browns quarterback make really since the expansion team. Yeah, he and might he, be good. Still, yeah, I mean, I like how he moves around in the pocket, except for last week, really. Pretty elusive to bring down, which is a type of quarterback I like, which we haven't had really too much of either. Pretty excited about him. Like the the city, I'm back in in the land right now, and the city is pretty excited about him. So yeah, he, he's looking good. I think he looks like the best rookie so far. Darnold's had a couple good games, I guess. I didn't love what I saw in the game we played against him, or some of the things I've seen from him though. So no. I don't know who he thinks the best rookie QB. Yeah, Darnold is the best rookie QB, right? Like the guy in the the guys on the well, no, I, I think it's Baker, but. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Baker Mayfield is the best uh, rookie QB. Uh, Sam Donald is, I mean, he's a project, if anything. He, he played well against the Lions, but, like, defenses the first couple weeks of the season just aren't a thing. Um, it helps that Patrick Mahomes is not a rookie because <laughs> he's, like, well, yeah. clearly the best quarterback in his first four years of his, of his life or career or whatever. Yeah, he's technically not a rookie, obviously, but he, he is basically in his first season. He only played week 17 last year. Yeah. He finally got his first loss this week uh, in a great game against the Pats. Did you watch that one? Yeah, that game fucking rolled, and I watched every second of it. It was nice. Um, I think the good teams are starting to play well now, uh, which is cool because I can start watching football again. Yeah. I mean, like I said, it's the Chiefs uh, and the Rams. What do you think about The Rams are the only undefeated team now. They have the Niners this week in San Fran, but they could easily still be undefeated probably after this week. Are they the best team? Yeah, it's going to be hard to pick the Rams to lose for, like, most of the season. They're really fucking good. Their defense is good. Their offense is great. Somehow, Jerry Goff is, like, you saw the same Jerry Goff two years ago that I did. Yeah, I mean, well, he didn't. Well, it was two years ago his rookie year. This is his third year in the league now, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think so. The first year, he didn't play half the year, and he had Fisher as his coach. I mean, it's part of it, I think, is on coaching, because, like, it seems like this McVay guy is, yeah, a young prodigy, and he's like the, looks like the best co- one of the best coaches in the league. So, yeah, I think it that isn't... partnership is really helping golf a lot. It seems. I think so too. It isn't said enough how Jeff Fisher, until John Gruden was hired, was unequivocally the worst old coach that needed to like get the fuck out of the league. Like the most obvious candidate for like never coach an NFL team again. And why do you have this current job? Also, what I, mean, I tell yeah, you about John Gruden, I don't know. I don't think he is going to coach again at this point. Yeah, I think he's done. 
And he's like in his 60s, I think. And he's very clearly very bad at coaching football teams. <laughs> but so is Grunin, so you never know. Although in his prime, I, I'll take Grunin over Fisher. But... He last coached 10 years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he is showing. Somehow the Browns still didn't beat him, even though I thought it was the one game of the season we would have a coaching advantage. But the uh, refs did us in yeah, yeah. along with some costly turnovers. But anyway, I'm done with the Browns in a second. Let me just say this. What do you think this week? Browns at Bucks in Tampa. What do you think about the Bucks? Or who, who's going to win this game? Well, you have a great matchup in the coaching department because the only coach in the league who inspires his team. I, I think just watching these teams, obviously I'm not like a, an, an insider or anything less than Hugh fucking Jackson is Dirk Cutter. <laughs> like he's clearly just lost the entire Bucks locker room. Yeah. And they fired their coach, their d- defensive coordinator this week, Mike Smith. Yeah. Former yeah. Uh, Falcons head coach also. Classic last ditch effort to keep your own head coaching position. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Jameis Winston. You guys have a better defense. Certainly. What about Fitz Magic slash Fitz Tragic? Do you think he should play over Winston? Yeah, I mean, he should very clearly play over Winston because as far as I know, he's never committed a sexual assault. But also the play on the field. I I just don't like Jameis Winston. He's not accurate or fast. I don't understand what people – I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, he showed some flashes a few years ago. I don't. His rookie season was really his best one, it seemed like. I don't know. But I agree with you on the the coaching staff in Tampa. I mean, this is a checkers match for sure going on on (laughs) Sunday. But I do think it'll be a shootout, even though, I mean, it's hard to tell with the Browns' defense, too. They have some injuries also now, and they, I mean, the past week, they looked utterly terrible, and, like, they couldn't uh, fix anything. The Chargers ran the same play the whole game, and they couldn't adjust and stop it. So, I'm thinking of Baker James shootout this weekend. Hopefully, the Browns are on the right end of it, but I'm not picking them. I'll, I'll go box this week. Yeah, I mean, I'll Hopefully take... I'm wrong. I mean, I'll take Philip Rivers over Jameis Winston every time. Uh, if well, they're going to run the same play over and over again, I yeah. don't know. There's <laughs> a run play, too. I mean, it's basically the run, Gordon or whoever on the Chargers. Well, I mean, there's no one left and yeah. doesn't get stopped. They, they literally ran it like 35 times. I, yeah, I mean, Melvin Gordon ain't walking through that door in Tampa Bay. Like, I think Melvin Gordon is <laughs> well, actually true. really good, is the thing. No, I agree. I agree about I like Gordon. I always go to him in fantasy, too. But still, I could see, like, Deshaun Jackson torching us or something like that. I don't know. You got to worry about Mike Evans. The run game is not not as much this week, probably the past game. but Yeah. And uh, do you want to make a pick? You, or you already made your pick for your Cowboys. You think this the uh, Bullet Skins definitely get the win here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a dub for DC. Can we talk about the NFCs for a minute? I don't, know, I don't know why you would. Well, I, I just – not not to, to belabor it too long, but what – is it the worst division in the league? Or, I mean, is it like the least inspiring division in the league? Or uh, Yeah, right? I mean, how, the, how no, else? the AFC South exists, so no, but go on. Yeah, well, I guess when it comes to AFC South, I do think the Jaguars will maybe turn it around a little bit with their defense. Colts are terrible. Tennessee is hard to figure out, but they, it seems like they can be in any game and then just as easily lose, and then text. Yeah, I guess your AFC South is pretty down there, but it's abysmal. It's it's down there in terms of bad, but I, I'm not as confused by it as the NFC East a lot. Like the Eagles, for example, coming off. There's always a little bit of letdown from a Super Bowl, but I mean they haven't looked like anything. I was surprised at the Cowboys' record. They're tied for first in the division. You're the goddamn right. Are we are. A dumpster fire, but yeah. Well, the Giants are bad because they selected a generational running back in a draft that may have had two generational quarterbacks with the number two pick. 
Eli Manning human sack of laundry is absolutely washed. He's completely washed. You know it. I know it. Lil Wayne knows it. Eli Manning is done. He's cooked. It's over. And they drafted the Saquon washed. Barkley instead of, yeah, the laundry is washed. It's, it's clean. It's waiting. And it's never going to the dryer. It's never going to the dryer. Yeah, I mean, maybe it never will. Meaning, meaning he's never gonna retire, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, God, just damn play it. him forever. I'm so happy that that franchise is so married to two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback Eli Manning because he's so yeah. fucking bad. I mean, they they should have probably tried. I, I kind of see what they're doing with Barkley. If they didn't think Baker was gone, they didn't. I mean, you even said about Darnold he's a project, maybe that which is sounds like what they need anyway. But <laughs> yeah. Maybe they weren't feeling him, Allen, whoever. They should have tried to make some type of trade and get back up in the first round to draft Lamar Jackson or something, maybe. I'm here from Lamar Jackson. Uh, I, I like him. I think he's good. I like Ravens got him with the last at, pick, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that he wouldn't work out at wide receiver because the NFL needs to stop being racist. Yeah, I think there were several very good quarterbacks in this draft, and they drafted – I mean, I'm happy now with the Zeke Elliott pick. But they did exactly what I didn't want the Cowboys to do two years ago. Like, you don't need everything about the NFL right now, uh, from the rules about how you can tackle the quarterback to the rules that they keep changing about, like, what you can and cannot do to receivers. It is an absolute advantage if you have a quarterback who can do things that other quarterbacks can't do or that only the best 10 quarterbacks can do. And to look at a draft that may have had between one and four of those quarterbacks and say, no, you know what? We're good with this human sack of laundry. I'm going to take a running back because it's still 1994. What the fuck do they think they're doing? Yeah, I mean, even with your Cowboys example, in the Zeke year, yeah, the Cowboys could have used a D tackle. They could have used linebacker. Like, there's positions you could have been like, we could get someone there. There's a good player here. There was nothing as as drastic as what the Giants have with needing an Eli replacement. Yeah. Like, the quarterback that Jerry had his eye on was Paxton Lynch, who went 17th. Is he even in the league still? Uh, I think he might still play for the Broncos, but... The Broncos, yeah, he does, I think. I don't think he's going to see time. They won't let him play. Uh, That's Case Keenum's team, baby. Well, let's talk about that. We're going to wrap up pretty soon here, but just, you know, we got to get our legs back under us here, but... I have uh, one more segment I want to do. But before that, uh, tomorrow, you know, we're recording this on Wednesday. Or no, I'm sorry, we're recording this on Thursday. Later tonight, Broncos at Cardinals. Do you want to give a Thursday night pick? This pot will be out after the game's over. So you can look smart or uh, or dumb, depending. Uh, what's your pick, Broncos at Cardinals? Case Keenum at Josh, another rookie we haven't talked about. Josh Rosen. Yeah, I'm confirming for the listener that it is 7.52 p.m. on the East Coast. And the game hasn't even started yet, I think. Uh, no. We're making these picks, so just so just so everyone knows, I think that the Cardinals are in flux at a lot of positions, and the Broncos still have pieces of that defense that they can rely on. And while nothing about their offense inspires me, including the running back that I have on one of my fantasy teams, I think that they're better than the Cardinals. Like Josh Rosen isn't going to be a thing for a couple of years, and he's certainly not going to be a thing without an O line mm-hmm. that he can stand behind. So I think I'm going to pick the Broncos. Okay, I mean, that's a smarter pick, I'd say. I definitely think the Broncos are a better team, even though I don't think they're great. But that being said, I'm going to take the Cardinals tonight, actually. I can kind of see a narrative starting from this. Like, I feel like rookie quarterback, I mean, we even saw with Baker against the Jets Thursday night. And I remember some past examples. These rookie quarterbacks, something about the Thursday night game (laughs) sparks something. And and it's at home. I kind of see, I could just see a whole narrative going like, 
Rosen gets the win for the night. Everyone jumps on the bandwagon a little bit, and then he gets destroyed next week or something. And I don't know this Broncos team. Yeah, they should win this, but should they really? I'm there. They have two wins. I mean, they're not. They're. I'm completely uninspired by their offense. So they, they should, I think. But I could just picture a couple of hours from now, uh, Josh Rosen walking down to the set outside there with you know. Uh, Michael Irvin or whoever is on, and you know, and whoever is like on these. Guys. I think it's Michael Irvin, and maybe it is him. All right, and and the whole panel there, I could just see them talking to Josh Rosen tonight. So yeah, I'm gonna pick the cards for their second win, even though I think they might be the worst team in the league. But you're gonna say that about the Cardinals, knowing that the Buffalo Bills exist. Well, I thought the Bills were were the worst team, but they they won they won more games. I mean, yeah, it's I don't know, and they're playing the one win Colts this week. The Bills, like I guess the Bills. Maybe are the worst team, but they defense can turn it on sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes it's super weird to me that they beat people ever loving shit out of the Vikings, who I think like still might be a good team, and that I still think they're the worst team in the league, and I still they're in danger, uh, as another podcast said, of getting blanked every week. Like they just don't have an offense. No, Eric, I'm kind of disappointed that you're still apparently addicted to listening to this the show, other podcasts that I still never. Listen, other podcast is a thing. It is popular. <laughs> Listen, you can stand for either the Greek Freak or other podcasts on the, on our show. I won't allow both. I'm gonna. We stand a legend, Greek Freak all day. All right, God, I'm surprised you even had to think about it. 2019 well, right, so. NBA MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, one thing before our final segment about that. That was one of the weirdest things that happened so far this season. That that when the Bills just destroyed the Vikings. In Minnesota there. It was very odd, but it was like a trap game for the Vikes. They're looking ahead, I think, to they just played the Packers. I think they're looking ahead to another I don't know, another good team, maybe not a divisional game. And also something I heard put forth, I don't even I don't know who to credit for this. I don't remember who said it, but they were saying that cause what's his name retired at halftime the week before for the Bills that I'm that, so here for that story. Continue. Yeah, what you uh, now? I'm blanking on who it was, but the guy retired at at halftime the week before, and they're getting blown up. The theory was that the Bills, you know, they're still professional athletes. They they were so embarrassed by that that they were like, "We're winning this next game no matter what." You know. Yeah, it was Vontae Davis, Davis, by the way. Vontae Davis, uh, right, yeah. Dolphins shutdown. Yeah, yeah, Vontae Davis. Yeah, that was one of the more bizarre things that happened this year too. I don't know if anyone's throwing any dildos on the on the field at them again this year, but I mean, Bills Mafia. That would be it's, the third it's definitely weirdest happened. thing. But I'm saying I want it to be one of the weirdest things for them this year. All right, well, I guess I'll see you next week whether I think the Bills or Cardinals are the worst team. But banking on Rosen tonight for no reason. But deal more with Week 7. If you can pull up the slate, uh, young pod, uh, prodigal son, why don't you pick – we'll each pick one game we want to discuss more about this week. And we'll do a little of our old point-counterpoint segment we used to do. Normally when it was you and Marv, just, I would just be laughing in my tower and – make you guys fight each other basically i was like the joaquin phoenix at the gladiator pit or whatever it's called the coliseum and just pointing to two teams that you had to fight but we have no marv right now so i'm gonna get in the ring with you why don't you start uh give me one game not one of the ones we mentioned so like not the browns bucks or the or the cowboys or car one other game we haven't really got gone into yet and uh Tell me which side you want me to argue for. Why don't you tell me why the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles are, are going to beat the Carolina Panthers on Sunday at 1 p.m. Eastern time? Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I was thinking about highlighting this one myself. All right, so you're giving me the hometown Eagles here. Well, 
we've just been talking about how bad that their division is this year. I do think they're still the superior team in the division. I know Carolina's not part of that, but at a certain point, they got around into shape a little bit here. I did honestly expect them to struggle a little bit out of the gate, especially going back to Wentz. Coming off his injury, I thought he might struggle a little bit, which he has. I do think Ertz is lo- looking better now. I like he's their connections back. I think the offense is coming around a little bit for the Eagles here. So if the whole team puts it together, look, this Panthers, I still like them as a playoff team, but I feel like they start slow a lot as well. I think the environment in Philly is going to lead to a close game, but Philly's going to be over the top here. And uh, these teams have played each other in the past. Like, I, I seem to remember uh, these teams playing each other in the past a lot for some reason, even though they're not in the same division. Yeah, they I'm played. To remember. They played like in the NFL, like or in the NFC, NFC championship, championship, like two out of six years or something yeah. in the early teens. And I remember those games kind of a lot. Yeah. Who who usually won in those? Was it the Panthers or the Eagles? Yeah. The so the Panthers won in whatever year they went to the Super Bowl. They beat the Eagles, and then that was like twenty fourteen, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, I think 13. so. It was January twenty fourteen. Um, and then I believe I could be wrong, but I believe it was the Eagles who beat in the uh, in the divisional round anyway, who beat the ever loving shit out of Jake DeLome on his last game as an NFL quarterback for all I know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I think it probably was. Yeah. So to finish up the Eagles here, I just think they're due for a win, basically less against the competition, even though we just went into that. They have a lot of history, but I think they're just due for the win this week and they're not going to fall to below 500, even though they maybe can afford to a little more than the Panthers. But since they're home, it'll give them the, the extra advantage for the team that need, they, they both these teams need to win. But but why, what, what's your argument for the Panthers then, the counterpoint? Yeah, I think the Eagles' defense, as we've seen with all great defenses from a year ago, is really struggling to get with these new rules and like truly defend receivers. Receivers specifically, but receivers out of the backfield. I mean... Melvin Gordon, I own him in a fantasy league. No one should get that many points as a receiver if they're running back. The Patriots famously have been using running backs as wide receivers, giving touches to white uh to running backs like they're candy. The Saints have that backfield. Like it's a it's a weird time to be scheming against running backs out of the backfield. And Christian McCaffrey, for all that I am uncomfortable about white skill like praising white skill position players as if they are somehow special christian mccaffrey might be kind of a special tool in that backfield it's weird that north turner stodgy ass north turner like classic like i model my entire personality after vince lombardi and it's 2018 north turner was able to design an offense around cam newton and christian mccaffrey that is really working like with almost no receiving receiving talent, uh, I think they they yeah. get Greg Olson back this this time, which is going to help because as uh, as my Madden heads know, Greg Olson up the seam in that Panthers uh, Panthers offense is always going to be open for twelve to twenty five yards. It's a it's a staple. Yeah, I mean the the ball's back in Cam's hands. Cam is doing what Cam can do. He's an MVP within the last three seasons, for God's sake. And that Panthers defense is just terrifying. Like Luke Keekley is the best middle linebacker in the league. They've still got all those pass pass rushers. They've recovered a little bit like teams tend to do from losing all their corners a couple of seasons ago. And I think that the Eagles are in a really weird spot with Carson Wentz coming back from that season ending injury a year ago. Emotionally, I mean, one, I will not guess, 
but like it's got to be weird to watch your team win without you. He doesn't have it the same way that he had during the the highest point of last season, and their defense really doesn't seem to have it the way that they had last season. God love the city of Philadelphia. Some of my greatest DIY indie girl punk bands come from there. I'm very happy for all of you about your win. Uh, everyone except my friend Alex, who uh, roots for Philadelphia. He can go fuck himself, but I'm, I'm really happy that you guys have that win. Wow. But it might have been a one-off. Like, the team just doesn't watching Philly games. Like, they do not look as good as they were last season. And I know, like, it, it employs a little magical thinking to to use the eye test here. But to kind of back that up, Philadelphia is currently 17th in DVOA. That's slightly below average. Their offense is negative 4.7%. So they're a little bit, like, they're within standard deviation worse than average. And they're about... I was about... waiting for you to bring out this DVOA again. <laughs> you know it, you know it. And they're about a while this time. 12% less efficient on offense than the Panthers. And I think that comes from the revamped playbook that North Turner brought. And I think that's going to be the difference, especially with these weird ass rules where defenses can't find their footing. Yeah. We'll wrap this game up, but I, I think you, I will say, I think you bested me on this point on this counterpoint, but this Panthers D you're just praising did lose to the bullet skins last week as well. So yeah, that's weird. But a bunch of points to them. So, you know, I can't figure the Panthers out necessarily. I don't know what and to I say about think, that. Yeah. And I do think that Eagles, they are worse this year, but I do think they're better than they've been playing with the skill they have. So why not this week? We'll see, but time for our final game. I'm going to turn the tables on you now and uh, make you argue for a team. And I don't know if I'm going to be as, as nice as you are here. Why don't you, I want to talk about this, Bungles at Chiefs game, and why don't you tell me why the the road Bungles underdogs I would presume will win in KC Sunday night? I would tell you why the Bengals are going the Cincinnati Bengals the the roaring Bengals of Cincinnati are going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday. Uh, that's because they're the Bengals this season, my guy. They're my guy. Excuse me, I was going to say dog, but then I decided to say guy. Whatever. They are not the Bungles any longer, sir. Eddie Dalton is completing passes. Joe Mixon is a revelation out of the backfield and should be healthy again this week. A.J. Green is better than all of Kansas City's... A.J. Green could not be covered, excuse me, by all of Kansas City's corners combined. Kansas City's defense is wretched. Granted, they have one of the league's best offenses. But Cincinnati's defense comes to play. I mean... They didn't come to play against the Steelers in the final drive there when they let Antonio Brown just waltz in the end zone for like 30 yards. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Is going to murder someone every week. Also, he has the best name in the league. Shout out to second place football name, J.R. Sweezy, who might not still be playing. Anyway. What about, I don't know if he is, but there was one guy I noticed on, I think it was on these very Chiefs actually during that Pats game, one of their players had, like, a crazy name that was funny to me. Now I can't remember. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about at all? I think my it's girlfriend like pointed it out, but he, he was off screen by the time I saw it. Sorry. All right. It's someone on defense. He has, like, his first and last name combined is, like, a full sentence. Like, oh, you can just literally say, it's, yeah. Uh, well, anyway. I got in on a Twitter joke about that, uh, but I don't remember who started it. I just remember Bradley Chubb was my contribution. Like, whose name is a full sentence? Bradley Chubb, man. Bradley Chubb. How is that a full sentence? Well, I mean, the is is implied. Bradley is chubby. Mm. Well, I, I guess if you're throwing grammar out the window, I think this guy's name was, was actually a real grammatical sentence. But are you finished with your, uh, I won't call him the bung- your Bengals point? Yeah, I will say 
that the Bengals offense is while the Chiefs offense is is the stuff of legend. It's thirty one point eight percent more more efficient than the average offense in the league. And now we are adjusting for opponent after week three. Every all the real heads know. Uh, Cincinnati. That's, that's why we started the pod late this year, anyway. Yeah, to let to let football out to adjust. Yeah, Cincinnati does have the league's eighth most efficient offense. They're they're no slouch themselves. All right. For my counterpoint with the Chiefs, I'm just going to look at the quarterbacks. We got Andy Dalton, the, uh, I call him the, the one o'clock gunslinger, the one o'clock hero. Uh, when, when the spotlight's not on him, he'll throw some of these dimes to, you know, I'll throw some passes to AJ Green and like he'll get the offense moving. Normally, this is a Sunday night game, playoffs slash big uh, nationally televised games. That's when he tends to shrink up. Meanwhile, Mahomes, I you know, he hasn't had a bad performance really yet, even though they did lose last week. It wasn't really his fault or anything. They just left Tom Brady too much time. Their defense isn't great, I'll give him that, but this Mahomes guy is the truth for real. He looks like he can throw it literally the whole length of the field, like end zone to end zone, basically. He can throw half that far with his left hand, so I think it's Chiefs all the way in this one. And like no one can stop Tyreek Hill either, like you kind of mentioned before a little bit. Even whoever you were saying couldn't even stop him. So Kelsey looks pretty great as well. I mean, their offense is just has too many weapons. And in the home environment, I think they shut down these bungles. And uh, that's the counterpoint. Yeah, I, I kind of don't disagree. They might be the best team in the league. Granted that they just lost to the Patriots, as as one does. In a close game. So. Yeah. I haven't watched enough of Patrick Mahomes to like truly buy into him. And part of that is because I hear everyone else talking about him and mm-hmm. I have this psychosis where if I don't feel like something like really belongs to me, if I don't think I was in on the ground floor, then I don't ever really buy in on it, which is why I didn't watch fight club until I was 23 years old. I resist Patrick Mahomes in a way that like is illogical. And I assume that I'm going to watch this game this weekend. He's yeah. going to absolutely dazzle me and I'll be on board. But didn't you watch the, you said you watched the Pats game though, right? I did, but like Tom Brady was playing that game. Like I'm not going <laughs> to. Yeah. But, not when not when the Chiefs had the ball, he wasn't. I mean, you, Mahomes looked good. He did. He did. He he played well. I'm not. I'm not saying that he didn't. But I resist getting on his dick the way that the rest of the world slash internet has. And I assume he's going to be really fucking good. I assume he's going to be in in four years. He's going to be Aaron Rodgers 2010. And I'm going to look like an idiot. And I'm going to forget that I said any of this and pretend that I was on the wagon the whole time. I don't know. You're talking of uh, Dalton over here. It's not. You're more of an Andy Dalton fan. I think I'm an AJ Green fan. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, if. If AJ Green lines up behind the end zone, he, and uh, Mahomes has an overthrow, he might be able to catch one from Mahomes. Because, like I said, he has he has a whip, he has a cannon. That's why I like him. I know he's getting. I mean, people like him because he is, he is fun to watch. Like the plays he makes, even like against the Broncos, that's one game I watched most of. Also, a couple weeks ago, and he like he's going down. He switches the ball to his left hand and gets the first down with his left hand, I, tossing it off. I really like that it's, play. It's just stuff like that, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I definitely think you'll be coming around on this one, but who knows? You are the contrarian, like you say. So yeah, yeah, a little bit to my detriment. I also don't like. I don't like Kansas City, and like not for anything they did. Interesting. I just like I have some teams that are my darlings. You know, I'm a. I have a soft spot for Carolina. I have a soft spot for Arizona. I have a soft spot for Minnesota. All NFC teams. Weirdly, I've never been really like on board with the Kansas City Chiefs doing well. Hmm. I've never had a problem with them, i got to be honest, one way or the other. And there's a lot of teams I do have problems with, so 
All right, well, we're on the opposite side of that one. Unless there's any other games you wanted to talk about, I'm certainly down to if you want to. But otherwise, we can uh, wrap this first edition back up of Mr. Irrelevant here, I think. Yeah, I think we got through it. I, I think that was uh, we got our reps in. That's important. I mm-hmm. do. It is. Let's not take a ton of time, but I do like look at like as Bill Simmons would say, some unwatchables here. Like, what's the what, what's going on uh, between Detroit and Miami? That I don't know who to pick in that one. That's for sure. I can't. Miami is the te- another. I mean, two teams are hard to figure out every year, kind of. Yeah. I mean, their ceiling is never usually too high. Like maybe a maybe a playoff appearance if they're lucky. Not even with Miami usually. But I didn't think the Dolphins would have won last week. Certainly not when I saw Brock Osweiler was starting. I was happy I picked against them, you know. But then um, they won, obviously. Yeah. Although it was, it was another overtime game. Uh, Kenyon Drake on the Dolphins fumbled. Uh, uh, they were playing the Bears, I guess, who have been pretty good so far this year. Oh, he... Kenyon Drake fumbled on the one-yard line about to score, and that was one of the worst fumbles I've seen ever, and they still won the game. Well, I mean, nothing will ever be worse than Deshaun Jackson against the Cowboys on just on a runaway touchdown, just well, flipping it over himself. his shoulder. I mean, that was self-inflicted, yeah. yeah. Like an idiot, but but this was just a pure incompetence like I don't like I haven't seen in a while. But yeah, this Dolphins. I don't. I I truly don't know who to pick. So you're right to point that. Who, who do you think's gonna win it? Man, I don't know. Like we've had six weeks now of wait. Are the Dolphins good stories? But like I've got some Dolphins on my fantasy teams, and like, like what are we talking about here? Who do you have? I guess Detroit. Detroit's got a defense, and I don't know that Miami has one. And sorry, I meant who do you have in fantasy uh, that you just mentioned? Oh, the fumbler himself is his name, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I have, and I have Dar- former Dolphin Jarvis Landry, currently of Cleveland Browns fam. Bless him. Yeah. So, but you, but you don't have a. I mean, I'm probably just gonna pick the the Dolphins in this rather, and then they're gonna lose. Osweiler's gonna play in the terrible. I bet. Like I don't. Like, I I really really like Ziggy Ansah, and Brock Osweiler might be their quarterback again this week. So I. That's what I was just saying. I think he is. Yeah. I am gonna pick Detroit, but like I feel like I'm only picking Detroit if I can be honest with you because I have Matt Stafford and Golden Tate. I think in two different fantasy leagues like i have both of those players in two different fantasy leagues yeah golden tate so, did well from it last year yeah but yeah Kenny Galladay this year uh is is the line you want this year obviously. yeah yeah not golden tate not marvin jones no not the ones Galladay i got time. it's a gala day um yeah so i don't know i mean they might pick it up that game just hurts my head to think about yeah it, it's really confusing and that seems really emblematic of like the nfl this season mm-hmm. teams that should be good being bad and teams that should be bad being four and two somehow i don't know everything's strange i'm just gonna watch more tottenham hotspurs games because they play once a week and that's great you said that league's on hiatus now or is it back uh yeah they're uh they're doing a international play break because international play hasn't gotten enough steam this year you know we didn't have an international competition where one team was crowned the champion for the next four years over all the other teams so that's Mm -hmm. good all right. Well, great. I think that's going to do it for week seven, uh, the first edition of Mr.'s Relevant this season. I think this was good. I think we should be back uh, sooner than later to That'd be good. That'd be nice. get back after this again. Uh, and like I mentioned, movies before, I think we should do a, a movie cast also like before the Oscars this year and see what, what movies we liked of 2018 and stuff like that, too, or what films we liked, rather. Uh, you and I should do a spooky movies podcast because there are a couple scary movies coming out that I want to see. Definitely. All right. So that is going to do it. 
please do stay subscribed to Brooklyn Rebound Network here. Look out for some of the, we have the Eastern and Western Conference NBA previews with me and Padnam. And we recorded another uh, just before, another pod just before the season started the other day, which should be out soon. Look out for that. And look out for some more stuff from me and E-Dash Nam Eric over here. It's your boy. Young, your boy. Yeah, I'm struggling with your one this week. It was too complicated. Young Podigal son over here. He'll be back with a different name next time, I presume, knowing his shtag. You know how I do. That's right. All right, we're out of here. Peace. (laughs) 